Hello, my friends. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. I am, first of all, going to thank you right off the bat for choosing this podcast today, choosing to listen to this episode. Um, I am so grateful for you guys. Um, I'm coming up on the two-year anniversary of the podcast uh, at the end of January, and my goal was I was going to try for 100,000 downloads by the end of the month, and, you know, I didn't think we were going to make it, but we we just might. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm at 87,000 right now. And so, all right, we can do this. I am going to push full steam ahead to get this podcast into as many mom's ears as possible. And it's because of your stories. It's because of your experiences. I have my own. Yes, of course. But it's the way that you guys show up, whether you reach out to me on Instagram and the DMs, um, or if you're in Mothers Together and I talk to you there, or you've been on the podcast and I talk to you here, you all have stories too. And it turns out that other moms really want to hear them, right? And if you've clicked on this episode and you're listening to this right now, it means you want to hear another mom's story too. It's this community sense that changes everything. And and I've been saying that from the beginning. And the podcast is one piece of that community puzzle. Um, and so I'm, I'm so glad that you're, you're listening. But I also want to invite you to do something that I've never asked for before. And that is to share a story for a mini episode of the podcast. So let me explain. Every Monday, as you guys know, I bring on a mom, we have a back and forth conversation, uh, you know, a really nice chat, and we talk all about what it's like to raise neurodivergent kids in general. You know, we talk about their lives. I've also started bringing some dads on on Fridays. And by the way, I, I, I only had a few dads volunteer, but if I have more dads, I am so happy to keep that series going because it did really well and was really popular. Um, and then those in-between Monday and Friday episodes, I really was thinking that I would be able to basically get on this microphone every day and, and talk about whatever's on my mind. And as much as I would love to do that, there are literally not enough hours in the day and I can't, at least not yet, not, not in this current season of business and life. But at the same time, I feel like a once a week episode with a mom isn't enough because I think it would be really helpful if you got to hear on a regular basis an anecdote from another mom raising a neurodivergent kid. And so I'm inviting all of you, every single one of you listening right now, if you are interested, to submit to me an anonymous anecdote about a moment in your life raising a neurodivergent kid. And and my parameters here are pretty pretty loose. Um, I'm only looking for it to be related to raising a neurodivergent kid, but that's pretty much it. Um, you know, it can be a positive story. It can be a struggle. It can be both. Um, the idea is that the listeners, you guys, go, oh my gosh, I, I have had that same experience before. Oh, we went through the same thing. Wow. It's good to know that I'm not the only one who had a child react that way in that situation, right? It's all about validation, validation, validation. And this would be different from the Monday episodes. So this would be short. I'm talking 10-ish minutes, give or take, you know, five, three to five minutes in either direction. But it would be a short episode, a quick bite. 
And it would be a specific story that you're telling. So when I say the word story, I really mean moment in time, anecdote. For example, my very first episode of this podcast, which many of you have heard, is called my rock bottom parenting moment. And I'm talking about the waffle story with Mr. Nine, who was three at the time. But I've also told the story uh, with the egg pan. And a lot of you listened to that one. I I don't, I want to say that was like episode four or five, maybe. That was a specific moment in time about this egg pan. That's what I'm looking for here, where you are telling the story, just like if you had a friend that you were picking up the phone or FaceTiming or texting or whatever, and you were like, I have to tell you what happened to us today. That's the story I want to hear. So again, it's going to be kept short, 10 minutes-ish, Um, certainly no more than 20, but really aim for closer to 10. It's completely anonymous. I'm not going to put your name in the title of these episodes. I'm not going to, you know, you're not going to say your name or your kids' names or anything like that. Although if you don't care, that's totally fine too. And you would just record yourself. I'm not even going to be in this conversation. Um, the best way to go about this would just to be a, using a voice recording app on your phone. Um, there are plenty to choose from. Um, and once you record yourself, you can, it it will allow you to share that file and you're going to share it right to my email. My email is on the hard days at gmail.com. I'll put it in the the show notes of this episode as well. Um, you're just going to email me the file directly and I'm going to take that file and obviously I'll give it a quick listen just to see, you know, if, um, if you need to take a second to um, comfort a, a screaming child, not to worry, I will edit that part out. You know, I'll do some basic editing, but then I'm just going to upload it. And I would love to do this on a daily basis. Now, it all depends on how many, um, you know, how many people do it. But the fact of the matter is, is we all have stories. And actually reminds me of teaching. It reminds me, you know, when I'm teaching fifth graders writing and this is part of our fifth grade curriculum with writing is to talk about like a moment in time. And so many kids struggle with this and I hand them that paper. And of course it's like, I don't know what to write about. I don't have any stories. And, and I say on the flip side, all you have are stories. Every single moment in your life is a story. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing right this very second is technically actually a story. If you're driving to work and you're in a rush, that's a story. If you are walking your dog right now um, with a poop bag in one hand and a coffee in the other and a leash around your wrist, that's a story, right? We all have a million stories. The question is, what stories do you have that you think other moms of neurodivergent kids would find comfort in in hearing? So if you want to submit more than one story, by all means. I would just do them as separate files. That's all. I would just request that um, because they will be different podcast episodes. And because it's anonymous, unlike the Monday episodes where I'm saying the mom's name, these are anonymous. I'm just going to upload it, you know, on Tuesday, we're going to have this episode talking about this trip to the library. And on on Thursday, I'm uploading uh, an episode where someone's telling a a story about uh, parent-teacher conferences, whatever it is. Or um, this morning, trying to get ready for school. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. But when you tell a story, 
just as I tell my fifth graders when you're writing. When you're telling a story, it needs to have something that will appeal to the reader or the listener. You know, what's the message of this story? What are you trying to convey? That this is hard, this journey we're on? Yeah. So feel free to convey that. This is hard. Or we can triumph. Small wins are big wins. Absolutely. Whatever. But you're telling a specific story about a moment in time when something happened with your neurodivergent kid. Um, and, and that's what I'm hoping to get out of this. Because I think it would be nice, especially if they're only 10 minutes long, for moms to just grab these little quick stories and, and listen to them um, on a daily basis. And it's like, okay, all right, this mom's been through that moment too. I can do this. I can put one foot in front of the other. I can do this. So that's the goal. So I'm inviting you always, I'm going to put this out and, you know, it'll be uh, an intro into my podcast for for a little while, Um, but the offer will always stand. Record yourself uh, on a voice recording app, take the file and send it to me via email at ontheharddays at gmail.com. And I will do a quick edit if need be, and then upload it. Don't worry about mistakes. This is not, uh, no perfectionism here. Um, There are no such thing as mistakes. Like if you were talking to a friend, you wouldn't be like, you know what, let me tell the whole story all over again because I said um too many times. No, you're good. Just tell the story. What's on your heart about a specific moment in time? Any questions, you know how to reach me, um, DM me on Instagram at on the hard days with dots in between each word, um, or email me. Um, but I am ready for these submissions. So you don't even need to check in with me unless you want to. You can go ahead today, today, right now. If you have 10 minutes, find a voice recording app. Uh, iPhones just have one built in if you swipe down from the top right corner. Um, but you can also download an app and just, just tell a story. It can be from when your kid was two or five or 10 or 15 or whatever. doesn't matter. Tell the story. Keep it anonymous. Send it my way. I'm going to be putting out these episode shorts as soon as the entries come in. As always, my friends, thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful for you. And now on to the episode. Hello, my name is Courtney and I am a mum from Australia. I have two children and my youngest, Fletcher, he is eight. He is my little guy with a neurodivergent. So Fletcher has been diagnosed with ASD level two, ADHD combined type on the moderate to severe end. He has also been diagnosed with oppositional defiance disorder, borderline conduct disorder, generalized anxiety disorder and childhood apraxia of speech he also has some low muscle tone issues as well so he has dealt with quite a lot in his little life and just recently we had quite a hard time with his hygiene or lack thereof and I thought this would be a good thing to share because I know it's probably something that doesn't get spoken about too much but I imagine a lot of other parents would be going through similar things. So about it would be six weeks ago now Fletcher got a staph infection um, on his arm from having a school saw that he had scratched and I do keep his nails short and we do our best but he is 
not one to love the shower um, <laughs> for lack of a better yeah being modest about his hatred of them we do our best but it is tricky so he did a course of antibiotics and creams and that healed up not long after that he had mentioned that he was having some pain in his head and I he had very thick long hair he had grown a mullet which he loved I think it was a bit of a security blanket for him so I noticed that there was two to three patches that I could see deep within his hair on his scalp and I knew straight away that it was staph and it had spread. I had put cream on it for days, I had dried his hair, we had managed to get him showering a little bit more but I knew in my heart that I was going to have to shave his head. Um... He was okay with haircuts previously, but growing his hair becomes such a security blanket. He wasn't great with having it cut. I spent the week preparing him, explaining to him why I had done everything humanly possible to get him comfortable um, as best as I could. Um, but when it came time to shave his head, he was very aggressive, um, quite violent and very, very sad. And I remember shaving his head and hearing him making these noises of discomfort and my heart broke in that moment. And it was almost like he did have some acknowledgement that it was, you know, that he had to take some responsibility for not showering and it's in the thick of summer here in Australia so he was sweating and it was just such an awful day and I remember thinking to myself like I can't believe we're here I should have done more I should make him get in the shower even when you know he's screaming and vomiting I really struggled with the guilt of how I hadn't done the right thing and the guilt of watching him just be broken and I had created a reel and shared it on Instagram and so much of the feedback and comments I got were positive and so many parents saying you know our child showers once or twice a week as well like that's just something that we're dealing with you know you're doing a great job um But there was just this part of me that I think as a mum to any children, but especially with neurodivergent children, you carry so much guilt and blame for the things that they have to deal with. And I knew me shaving his head was going to really cause him to step out of his comfort zone. And the he suffered quite bad anxiety for a week or two after that he didn't really want to go anywhere or see anyone and it wasn't that you could you know see the staff on his scalp it was purely that excuse me it was purely that he knew that he looked different and his security blanket was gone so it was a really really difficult time Um, We've had to do three more head shaves since then and two rounds of antibiotics, but it has completely cleared up now, which is wonderful. Um, He's actually agreed to keep his hair short in the summer because 
he knows that showering is going to be difficult for him. So we did a lot of work with his psychologist and at home preparing him for showering more and the things he needed to do and that there were consequences to the choices he was making without making him feel guilty for making those choices because he doesn't have a whole lot of control over it. So I think I wanted to share this story because there's just so many layers to it. You've got the layer of it being incredibly hard for me to see him so upset and knowing that I was doing that to him, even though I know in my logical brain it's for his good. And I know how many of us out there would have to make really hard and tricky decisions all of the time without a lot of support. So I guess I just wanted to share that so other people could nod along and feel seen um, because I know it can be quite lonely. I wanted to share it because some of the feedback I got really did make me question myself as a mother and I wanted to share it So if you're listening, it reminds you that there are going to be decisions that you have to make in this journey, raising a neurodivergent child that are not going to make sense to other people. You are at times going to have to do hard things and push your little person outside of their comfort zone to keep them safe or to keep them healthy. And I guess I just wanted to send my love and share my snippet of our journey that really cemented that for me. I know it's just not easy and people on the outside can say, just put him in the shower more, just get a really cool haircut and get it done regularly. And for a child that doesn't like to sit still and doesn't like haircuts, that's not an easy option for our family. And I don't take offense to it anymore and I understand that people mean well, but I wanted to share that today so everyone who may be hiding that side of their lives or gets a little bit self-conscious about possibly having, you know, people think that their child's dirty because they don't love to shower as much as neurotypical children we really do have to pivot quite a lot away from what we are taught is the norm and is acceptable. And this was such a showcase of that for me. And I know in my heart that shaving his head is what saved him from being covered in staff. The doctor said, you know, he could have quite possibly have needed hospitalization. So again, in my logical brain, I knew I needed to do that. And I did have a few people say like, how could you put him in that position? And you should have done something sooner. And, you know, I had already thought all of those things and beat myself up enough. So that's water off a duck's back. And again, I think that's why I wanted to share it because maybe you've been in a similar situation and you haven't wanted to share it in fear of other people's judgment. So I just wanted to jump in there with you and have you know that these things are going to happen and this journey is not linear. And I'm sure it won't be the first time that I or anyone listening are in a position like this where you have to make a decision that's a little bit, you know, uncomfortable for you and your child and more often than not a decision that people on the outside looking in are not going to understand. So yeah, I hope sharing that little piece of our journey 
helped or maybe you learnt something or maybe you've got a friend that's gone through something similar um, and it may help you know what they need and I had a couple of my very closest friends just reach out and say he looks fabulous and you're doing a great job and I know how hard that was for you both like do you need anything and you know of course I took him to get a milkshake and a donut afterwards and I needed quite a strong coffee (laughs) But I think having that support even in a smaller group is just so important. So that's my little story. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it made you feel a little bit less alone. And from the bottom of my heart and one mama raising a neurodivergent child to a plethora of other carers and mums and dads and aunts and uncles listening along sending my deepest love to you and you're all doing the best you can with what you've got and that's me out from Australia thank you for listening thanks for listening today if you would like to talk with me personally where we can chat and just get to know each other like old friends I would love to do a discovery call with you go to my website on theharddays.com and click on schedule a call. And if you're not already subscribed to this podcast, please do so so that you get the latest when they roll out. Not to mention, please leave a review if you feel like this episode spoke to you. That way, the podcast will be shown to more mothers. And finally, you can find me on Instagram at on the hard days with dots in between each word or in my free Facebook community, On the Hard Days podcast and community. If you are feeling isolated in your parenting journey, I encourage you to reach out through any of these means so that I can connect you with your people and support you in whatever way you need.